Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 410. We, we just went through an awful ice storm in Austin. And uh, peop, peop, some people still don't have power seven days later. People I know. Like really closely. Like the refrigerators are ugh, just exuding brown ooze. Everybody's in trouble. So I don't know if it was getting the paper. It actually arrived yesterday. The New York Times was on the driveway. Just gorgeous. So I thought maybe that's why I'm so crazy today. The paper was great. I gave it a night's sleep. There were so many things in it. New sound is going crazy, wagging his tail. First one was finally in the vows section of the Sunday Styles, which is my favorite. There was this Chinese couple, Gorik Ning and Xu Shen. Okay. They're so amazingly talented. They're so smart. They met 10 years earlier and um, she she got you know a ride to Harvard and every other school. She works really hard. Her parents got divorced and she was raised by her grandparents. Okay, that's important. Okay, then then the guy, Mr. Ning, he cleaned out his mom, his dad left when he was little. He cleaned houses with his mom on the weekends and weeknights. His domain was tubs and toilets because she couldn't bend over because she was a seamstress during the daytime. That's how poor he was. He spent his lifetime she he spent his lifetime helping his mom. Okay, so Mr. Miss Chen is now 30. She had this amazing career, business, triple major in business, economics and rhetoric. I didn't even know rhetoric was a thing. I don't even know how you get a major in rhetoric. I thought people, when, when I was in school, people got slapped for rhetoric. But anyway, she went to a top school, so there you have it. And she, part-time, she had jobs all the time to pay the tuition. Just, because she, she didn't get any money, even though she was on a scholarship. She got no money from her family, because there wasn't any. So, 10 years go by, and they're just, he's in the friend column. Actually, she thinks he's always asking for advice, because she is a star at everything she does. Cum, la cum laude from Harvard, everything. You know, every every school is talking to her to speak. She is kind and generous and good, and it's really true because she, she dropped it all when her grandfather got sick to go and be with him. She dropped her illustrious career and everything. The first line of this story goes like this. This is what captivated me. Gorik Nang waited a decade for a date with, with Miss Chin. When he finally got one in 2021, circumstances prevented him from sweeping her off her feet like a hero in a romance novel. For the date they had arranged, it was to bathe her grandfather. Both needed their feet firmly on the ground. That's so beautiful. He came in and helped her with her grandfather. I mean... She didn't even know that it was possible to feel that much for anybody. All he did was care, and you can see it in the pictures. He was like, the grandfather was the only one at the wedding with them because he couldn't take too much excitement and he can't take germs. And you should see the way this young man is looking at this old man, the smile on his face. So they just, and then he moved to Vancouver to make it easier to help even more. So for Miss Chen, that first date 
was evidence of this love that she thought was impossible. He was a caregiver. They had so many challenges that they had to face and they did it together. So they got married in this little room, decorated with red flowers, stuffed animals, all these objects that the grandfather loves. And the parents had to be on Zoom so we could protect this man's health. He's still alive. He's like 90 something. They exchanged vows in both English and Mandarin because it was the grandfather's special language. Oh my gosh. He balls his eyes out at the wedding because he's so excited to get this woman and her grandfather. He's like the greatest. That was my one of my top wedding stories ever. Just and they were doing this for an older person. What an incredible couple. So then there was this other one where this is an older couple, which is my thing, right? That's your thing too. So he, these two people live in Florida, okay? And um, this woman, Ruth, was watching David. They're, they're both part of the uh, homeowners association, which usually is kind of a drag. He thought she was a hellcat on wheels at five foot two. Sticking to the rules, she was stern and scary. But he lost his wife and this woman helped him because she knew how it felt. So she took it real easy on him. It's so funny. It's like he's the sweetheart of Sigma Chi. And it's like he's the girl and she's the boy. So they went on a little trip and her friend said, are you, uh, you know, shacking up? And uh, the woman goes, no, 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 no. I have to take it easy on him. Not yet. This is slow go. So the guy goes, I hadn't dated in over 40 years. He lost all his moves. <laughs> it's like, so she just gave him years to pull himself together. And they finally got married and he went down on one knee, but he couldn't get back up. She helped him up, they got married. And now they have this whole world in front of them for as long as they both live. They've got 10 years, they figure. 10 good years and they're going to go at it. I mean, that's really sweet that she took her time with them. Plus, that just goes to show there are not that many great men out there. And men get swooped up really quickly. I'm happy for her. Then there's this gay couple in um, Berlin. So cute. They're wearing a fabulous outfit together. They're both wearing a cashmere white suits with nothing underneath the jacket. It's absolutely elegant, and they're they're large. Both of these girls are kind of thin. The suit's large, it's very, it hangs on their bodies so beautifully. I've never seen a cuter um, idea for a gay couple. They, they look gorgeous together. But this is what made me do this one. Okay, so they're dating, 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 and both of them don't believe in love. I and mean, they're very young, like they're in their 20s. But in May, while this one woman was, she's a veterinarian, which I love veterinarians, but this is gross. She's, she's on her way to a three week, this is a real sentence, a three week veterinarian internship at a slaughterhouse in Copenhagen, Germany. A three week veterinarian internship at a slaughterhouse. I mean, only in Germany. Well, anyway, Miss Olsen sent a beautiful bouquet of wildflowers with a quote from a Pablo Neruda, Neruda poem. I have, to, I have to read more of these poems because they're so beautiful. 
and the poem, the title is Every Day You Play. But this is the line that got me. I want to do with you what spring does to, to the cherry trees. That is so beautiful. I want to do with you what spring does to the cherry trees. Oh my God. That is just the most beautiful line I ever heard. And they're both so excited that they get to call each other my wife. And so they were wearing matching suits with Air Jordan sneakers. That's not as obvious in the picture. I don't know if I love that, but I love this. I want to do with you what spring does to the cherry trees. Class, total class. Here's another set. Well, this is sad. Fashion industry still worships skinniness, as if we didn't know, okay? But they say that they have oversized models and undersized models but there's this one model and she is beautiful. She's five foot eight and she's a normal size, size eight to 10, which is really getting close to what we wear. And she doesn't get any work. We, they can't figure this out. And on TikTok, everybody's going for the bigger size models, but nobody's paying attention to the average woman. So I just think that's really sad. You know, life is crazy. But Okay, so here's the one that did me in. Alan A. Ryan, dogged pursuer of Nazi collaborators, is dead at 77. Yes, I do read the obituaries because they say words like um, Mary, Mary Tyler Moore show or they say names of things that are familiar to me that I haven't heard in a long time. This one, a Nazi collaborator like Simon Wiesenthal, this was my childhood hero. So this guy worked in America, special investigations. They didn't all go to Paraguay. Some of them came here and they hid really well. They got little jobs. They didn't cause any, any trouble, no parking tickets, no nothing. So what he did was he found them with all this paperwork. He said it was not romantic. There's no movie here. It was all done with paperwork. So he got a lot of lower guys, but that's good too, because they did terrible things and they were hiding from the law. So, but he had one big guy that he got. His most controversial case involved a retired Cleveland auto worker named John Demjamjuk. You've heard about this guy. Eyewitness testimony indicated that Mr. Demjamjuk, I can't do it, had been called Ivan the Terrible and especially Barbarous Guard at the Tremblinka camp, the Office of Special Investigators, won his deportation to Israel, where he was sentenced to death. But after the fall of the Soviet Union, evidence emerged that Mr. Dimjikjik was had not been Ivan the Terrible. Israel released him in 1991, and he returned to Cleveland. Then during the subsequent inquiry, former lawyers at the office testified that Mr. Ryan withheld evidence. Well, he did. And so he got in trouble. This guy that just died, he was, they said he was, he was overzealous, but he knew this guy was bad. So then Mr. Ryan, okay, he got in a lot of trouble, right? But what happened next was Mr. Dmjebnik did not get much respite. 
the Office of Special Investigators opened a new case against him, charging that he had been a guard at this suburb extermination camp 50 miles from the Blinka. This time, the evidence was unassailable, and Mr. Demjajek was deported to Germany. He was convicted of being an accessory to the murder of 28,000 Jews and died in 2012 while awaiting his appeal. I remember that story, but I didn't know that this guy got in trouble for doing the first part. And I bet all the guys that still work there got together and found unassailable proof. So this man kind of lost his career, but he was brave and he was good. And um, he was a Nazi hunter and he just got overzealous, which I mean, it's not right. It's wrong, but I don't know. He looks like such a nice guy. People are complicated. Anyway, I'm happy I got to see that. I didn't really know. I hadn't thought about anybody searching for the Nazis in America, but of course they were here. And he got quite a few of them, like 20, just amazing. So I love this guy, you know, I forgive him. So then there's this new thing in the arts and leisure, which has been pretty boring lately. Okay, there's a Hansberry play. This woman who she had written, um, oh my gosh, don't, don't get me lost here, Raisin in the Sun. Okay, you saw that movie with Sidney Poitier, it was great. She had another play, and Rachel Brosnan, the woman who plays Miss Maitzel, Mrs. Maitzel, and Oscar Isaac, who is so gorgeous, are going to be this play at the, going to be in this play at the BAM, which is the coolest theater you have ever been in. It's in Brooklyn. It looks like you're in a old, uh, dilapidated cathedral. It's, it creates such a mood. So they're putting on this play, a play that she wrote that has been ignored. People tried, nothing really big came from it, but it's being done now. It's called The Sign on Sidney Brewstein's Balcony. Okay, and it's about this man who posts something about black people when he gets in a bunch of trouble. And they feel that this is very timely because people are losing everything for things they write on Twitter or whatever. And that this play, it's more timely now than it was when it was made because this is how the world works. So these two people are doing it. I'm positive it's gonna be a movie. And I did not know that um, the hands, I didn't know that Lorraine Hansberry was a gay woman in the 60s. And she wrote all these plays with this, she wrote characters that were complicated. You know, like remember Sidney Poitier stole the money from his mom and he lost it and you still liked him? That's how great a writer she is. She can write complicated characters that do bad things for the right reasons and you stay with them. I usually can't stay with people when they do things like that. I usually, I can't handle it, but she makes it heartbreakingly real and she does that in this play and these two actors together. I just think it's gonna be great. I hope they make a movie out of it because I can't afford these tickets. I can't afford to go to New York right now. Maybe I will in the future, I hope, but 
if they make a movie out of it with these two people and don't change the people. Don't get bigger stars, don't do that. Leave it alone, leave it them. And everybody's kind of mad because they're not Jewish and they're playing Jewish people. Like people are mad about Miss Maisel because she's not Jewish, I get it. It doesn't really matter. We're supposed to be acting, we're supposed to be in a place where things like that don't matter. But I think these two just, they get it. You know, they, they write, what made you want to do this play? Isaac says this most amazing thing. It's, it's, he read it and he didn't want to do it. And he had movie parts and he had big things in, on, on the horizon. He put them all aside to do this movie because it meant the world to him. And the same thing with Rachel. So in the first one that came out um, in the 60s, it had Rita Moreno and Gabriel Dell, who I don't know. But she, she was fierce in this world, but it, the world wasn't ready for this story. The world is totally ready for this story now. So keep your eyes open for that. That's great. And then, okay, there's this Oscar situation going on about this play called To Leslie and this actress called Andrea Riseborough. And it's up for an Oscar. And she plays this role of this alcoholic and it's fearless and everybody loves it. Gwyneth Paltrow, all the, all the big talkers on the internet got really excited about it and started talking about it. Sarah Paulson, Edward Norton, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Demi Moore, Michael Morris, everybody got into it. And she got nominated for an Oscar. And the Oscar committee is looking into the fact that it was promoted because that's a problem. Although that's all Hollywood does. People in Hollywood get um, dinners, everything, and it's for your consideration and you get to watch the movie at home. Before everybody could watch the movie at home, that's how they did it. And they would put it in the paper, but they're going nuts over this one, which is kind of sad because um, I've seen clips of this movie and she really does look like she did a great job. I don't know how to see it because I'm nobody, but I wish I could. I will find it, even if it's in some really clunky theater somewhere I'll go, because I want to see what, what the big buzz is about. Okay, that, that's interesting, and that's going to happen at the Oscars. So I just wanted you to know that um, there's a big controversy about it. Okay, now this, the Wall Street Journal is delivered to me, the Saturday one, it's called Saturday and Sunday, is delivered to me the same time I get the New York Times. It's pretty boring, except for one thing, Perfumes are, people are crazy. Although this would appeal to Kit. I think Kit, okay, so the perfume companies are doing Eau de Skunk. Um, okay, that one, the weirdest note is fossilized ember. Who's it for? Freaky romantics and antique affectionados. Okay, there's one called ink. It's the smell, the perfume smells like ink, okay? Weirdest note, it smells like tar. Who's it for? Tattoo admirers with commitment issues. And that's funny. But this is a real thing. And this is not cheap stuff. So this is the new latest. Okay, here's one called Harvest Mouse. This is the biggest seller. I'm not kidding. People are buying this. Harvest Mouse. Weirdest note? Smells like hay. Who's it for? Anybody with a Berkshire's abode who's seen Ratatouille. Okay. I don't know how many people want to do that. Oh, here's a big one. 
here's the second bestseller, okay? This one, I don't know. Middle schoolers might buy this one. It's called Dead Dinosaur. The weirdest note smells like gasoline. That's a big thrill when you're in the second grade. Who's it for? Paleontologist fans and fans of that gas station smell. Let's hear. I was a fan in the second and third grade. That was my favorite smell. So this this is uh, except it's very expensive. If they made it two dollars and uh, put it next to the candy at the gas station, it would sell out. Dead dinosaur is a great title for uh, perfume for. I don't even. I think middle schoolers are too sophisticated. I actually think this is for first grade to third grade. Fourth grade, you'd be embarrassed. Okay, here's one. The third bestseller is called Anarchist A, with a and then a line. Weirdest note: priest's clothes. Who's it for? Rebels who want to stick it to the man, especially Santa Claus. Anarchist A, with a line down there. Weirdest note: pre weirdest note: priest's clothes. Who's it for? Rebels who want to stick it to the man, especially Santa Claus. I had to read that read that twice. Well, anyway, these are the new these these are the new scents, and Le Petit Skunk is uh, really moving up. It's moving up because freaky romantics there are a bunch of them, and antique aficionados um, they come in all categories, all price ranges. So that one is actually selling for the most. Hmm, it's from Glen Glen Falls, New New York. The blend boasts purple aphrodisiacs okay so it has aphrodisiac qualities they call them threads including jasmine and cardamom oils so on top of skunk you have to smell like jasmine and cardamom oils Pepe Le Pew if he'd worn this maybe he'd be dating that cat okay that's what they that they're telling you that you can get the cat. Pepe Le Pew would have would have been gold if he'd had this scent. Okay, here's how much it costs: two hundred and forty-four dollars for fifty milligrams. Okay, wow. All right, the dead dinosaur. Well, that's only sixty-five dollars for thirty milligrams, milliliters. That's nothing. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, Harvest Mouse is. $175 for 60 milliliters. Wow. I guess, you know, smelling like hay isn't that hard to do. Okay. The ink one, I think it's the cheapest. $90 for 30 milliliters. No, I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at this. Okay. But Oliver Crisp. Okay, so this is interesting. The ink one. Oliver Crisp founded Paris brand Acro with his daughter, who's probably five, N.A. Mr. Crisp developed blockbuster scents, including Thierry Mueller's Angel. But Acro is not for the masses. It's for the niche. See, when you're trying to be sophisticated, you say niche. When you're trying to not be sophisticated, you say niche. But he's, he spells it with an E. In the niche market, we have to be polarizing, he said. Exhibit ink and ode to tattoos. Mr. Crisp captured the olfactory 
profile of ink with ingredients like tar, cad, and paracresol, which smells like a horse. Okay. Okay. I have to put this down now because I'm losing it. Okay. And I wanted to have a sane day because it's Monday and I don't like Mondays at all. Okay. This is the craziest, most expensive, dumbest things I have ever seen in my entire life. Wow. I thought I was crazy, but I'm not. Le Petite Skunk. Wow. $244. If you want to buy it, it's under the modernvanilla.com. Wow. Wow. It gives you a wet earth scent with nods to nocturnal creatures. What is the matter with people? The most intriguing ingredient is fossilized amber oil extracted from the resin of a 35 million year old tree in the Himalayan mountains. The note is warm like a campfire and conjures vintage yellow bound books and skunks. I don't see it and I don't want it. I have to remind Kit this is not what I want for Valentine's Day, but I think he would prefer it to gardenias. Gardenias are his kryptonite and I love gardenias. All my perfumes are his kryptonite. He just might buy me this just to get me back. So I'm going to I'm going to rip this up right now and I'm going to go and I'm going to hide because Today's just too much for me. Uda skunk, anyone? It's in the style and fashion section of um, the Wall Street Journal, and I don't think they're kidding. The first line is, you smell interesting. That's not what the first line's going to be. It's going to be, you need to go now and take a bath. You ran into something. Something's on your shoe. These are the things you're going to hear if you wear this to a party. Any of these scents. You're going to ruin the party. Okay? Just there aren't enough room candles in the world to help you if you're trying to smell like a skunk or fossilized Himalayan trees. Just just don't even try, okay? Or ink or gasoline or dead dinosaurs or harvest mouse. Just don't do it, okay? Just, just stay away from this whole section of the paper and you'll be better off. And... I'm just going to forget I ever said this. I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to wake up like this perfume section was a bad dream. And I'll try to stay sane. You try to stay sane. And I will be back.